This is True News, November 27, 2010. What is the difference between Iceland and Ireland? Well, one letter and about six months. Ireland is the latest in a series of catastrophes in the European Union. If you want to know what the European Union looks like these days, think of an ER filled with a bunch of wounded patients all bleeding to death, some faster than others, and doctors pulling the blood out of the ones bleeding slowest and injecting it into the ones bleeding the most. What does that do? Well, it ensures that everyone's going to die. Not the reality of the European Economic Union, and it's a completely boring and predictable pattern. Whenever you get economic freedoms, those economic freedoms produce greater wealth, which is then further taxed by the government, and the excess taxation is used as collateral for massive debts, which is used to bribe the population into giving votes, which then leads to eventual fiscal insolvency. It happened in ancient Greece, in ancient Rome. It happened in Spain, where they used the excess wealth to go and conquer the New World, hoovering up hundreds of tons of gold, returning it to Spain, causing hyperinflation, driving the productive classes out, and resulting in a Spanish economic decline and stagnation that lasted well, about 400 years, actually. Same thing happened in England. Wealth drives the state. The state drives the warfare welfare state, which leads to socialism, which leads to economic collapse. And in between, you may get fascism, you may get imperialism, but you always get the same pattern. More freedom produces more wealth, which swells the power of government. Economic freedoms are like putting a huge blood vessel directly into the life source of a giant tumor, making it just larger and larger. Freedom breeds collapse. That's the consistent pattern of statism. This is why it's such a completely boring and predictable thing. In the 90s, same thing happened to Japan. Remember in the 70s and 80s, Japan was going to own the world and was the new economic powerhouse. And then it did the same thing. Government controlled interest rates, manipulated the currency to the point where the banks, like the ones in Ireland, like the ones in America, ended up reeling from a whole series of bad debts and then applied to the government for bailouts, which the government was very happy to give them because they need the bankers to continue to bribe the dependent classes. And uh, lo and behold, lickety-splickety, you end up with this kind of ruin. Japan's has been going on for about 20 years now. But uh, the end of the system is definitely within sight. But don't feel despair. Don't feel fear. Don't feel anxiety. There were the three classes in a state of society, right? There's the ruling class, there's the dependent class, and there's the productive class. And the productive class generates the wealth, which is used or stolen then by the government to bribe the dependent classes for votes. And the dependent classes aren't all poor. They're just anybody who survives off state violence and power corruption can be Goldman Sachs, it can be a university professor, a teacher, a welfare recipient, whoever. And what happens is, in order to gain power and to maintain power, the government keeps bribing the dependent classes in return for votes, which eventually decays and kills off economic activity. But the ruling classes aren't stupid. I mean, <laughs> that's why they're in charge. When the dependent classes begin to kill off the productive classes, the solution for the ruling class is very simple. They know they can't get away with printing money. They know that. They know that there's no particular place to run. There's no new world to go to to start all over. And so they're just going to end up culling the dependent classes. That's very predictable. Uh, you can already see it starting to happen. It happened in Canada in the 90s. It happens happening in England. It's going to happening in Ireland. The profits go to the very few, but the pain must be shared because we're all a team, remember? <laughs> because remember how you got billions of dollars in the bailout money? So this is all very predictable, as is the other thing that's going on in it. People's outrage about the TSA. And this outrage is so pathetic. It's so ridiculous. Come on, people. 
<laughs> it's like if you've been married to a guy for 30 years who's a compulsive gambler and alcoholic and sexaholic and he blows more money drinking and picking up women at a casino. And this has been happening in ever increasing rapidity for the last 30 years. And then he, he's done it again. Oh my God. How terrible. How shocking. How awful. Uh, you know, people's ability to continually be shocked and surprised by corruption and intrusion and immorality within the government is truly astounding to me. How on earth could it be considered sane to be upset that the guy you loaned, consistently loaned money to for the last 30 years, who never paid you back, didn't pay you back again? My God, he didn't pay me back. My God, my husband is drinking and picking up women at a casino again. Oh, it's so terrible. <laughs> so silly. The state ends not with a protest, not with a revolution. The state ends with a yawn. Like dysfunctional relationships, you get out of them when you're just bored, when you completely know what's going to happen next, when there's no drama left anymore, no hysteria, no upset. You're just bored. Yeah, I know he's going to do it again. Completely predictable. I know he's going to come up with all these excuses. No, he's going to promise to do better. No, he's promise to reform, but it's boring. It's boring. That's when the state, and we're free of the state when we just don't care about it anymore because it's so completely predictable what is going to happen. A TSA scanners? Oh, come on. It's got nothing to do with keeping the citizens safe. The country that wants to keep its citizens safe does not have the highest per capita incarceration rate in the world. Doesn't steal half their income and use that as leverage to sell off the future to others, future generations. The unborn are already owned by everybody else. It's not a country that wants to keep its citizens safe. Politicians need to get elected. In order to get elected, they need to promise contracts and benefits in return for donations. It's a shakedown. And the reason that we have body scanners is that there's been an intense effort on the part of the people who make the body scanners to lobby Congress to get big contracts. And they spent two, three million dollars lobbying and got 40 to 50 million dollars in contracts. So that's, uh, I mean, that's all that's happening is the government is paying off the people that got it elected. The politicians are simply bribing the people who bribed them with your money. There's nothing to be surprised about, nothing to be shocked about. It's completely boring, completely predictable. Having protests is ridiculous. Now just think about it. Think like some friend who's had the same dysfunctional relationship for 40 years, coming to you shocked and appalled that the same damn thing has happened again. Shut the door in his face.